Art Next Door, prepared by Tuche Eren. Art Next Door features the independent art scene in Neukölln and Berlin. Free community-based art, socially engaged artistic practice, artist-led project spaces, collectives, emerging and young artists. News and interviews will be broadcast in Art Next Door on Keith FM. Hello everyone, this is Tuche Eral. I'm happy to join the Keith FM platform to host conversations with young and emerging artists, as well as talking and promoting project spaces in Neukölln, Berlin. This radio show project is especially dedicated to a local scene in Berlin, which features intercultural and diverse program. We will be talking with artists, project managers, collective members, and a network about their recent past, current and near future projects. As a member of top transdisciplinary project space in Chile Keats, uh, I will start the program covering Diana Barquera's Perez solo exhibition, If You Think You Can Grasp Me Think Again, which took place between July 16th and 20th. Before we start our little conversation with Diana, I would like to introduce top transdisciplinary project space. We are organizing events, exhibitions, reading groups, workshops, and screenings actively since 2015 in Schleckitz in Berlin. Um, top Association, which is active since 2002, supports and develops ideas, merging politics, environment, economics, and technologies. We work mainly in domain that addresses the humanization of digital technologies through the interplay between digital, biological, and cultural. We support collaborative projects that seek a dialogue and diversity in artistic forms and attitudes. After the lockdown, top transdisciplinary project space opened their doors to our translocal community for the first time with Diana Barquera Perez. I'm happy to share with you a little conversation that we did at the end of the exhibition on 20th of July. Hello everyone, we are talking with Diana Barquera Perez. And then we will discuss about her solo exhibition at Top Transdisciplinary Project Space in Berlin, Sheila Keats. Her exhibition title was If You Think You Can Grasp Me, Think Again. So I'm going to ask a few questions to unpack her project. Hello, Diana. Hello. Congratulations again with your solo presentation. And you are presenting here your master degree graduation project from Weisenzell Kunsthochschule. So could you tell us about your project? Uh, yes, this project uh, is about the research that I have been making for the last year and a half, maybe. And it deals with a specific area in Costa Rica, that is the country I come from, that is called uh, Terra Sierpe National Wetland. This area is a place that uh, is really interesting in the sense that... Um, you can perceive the contradictions of the Costa Rican environmental policies with the productive policies uh, in terms of agriculture expansion. Well, this place is protected by the legislation of Costa Rica, but at the same time is um, surrounded by different monocultures that are expanding uh, constantly and are pressuring or press, uh, yeah, pressing this, this wetland space and putting it under threat. So I decided to work uh, with this topic using as a main focus the water, 
since uh, wetland is an um, environment mainly made of water. It's a, so it's a waterscape more than a landscape. And in this sense, uh, I decided to work with all the um, implications of uh, water as a departure point of the moving of materials inside and outside of this uh, specific place due to these monocultures that are on the, on the surroundings. So uh, to work on this project, I made several field trips last year, Yeah, where I interviewed some of the people who live there and some NGOs and some institutions that also are working to protect the area and also people that from agricultural agribusinesses and etc. To, to see a little bit of how it was being produced, this complex waterscape. Yeah, at the end, what I decided to do with this is uh, with this information that I gather and these interviews that I did, I decided to make uh, some artistic works. As I said before, with, uh, with this approach of water, because for me, water is a thing that transports everything inside and outside of this protected area. So I, I found it interesting to think how these pesticides and this pollution that are in these areas are also getting inside the wetland. So I did this in order to perceive how this idea of borders or, or fixed boundaries between a protected and not protected area become a little bit naive, you know, because water doesn't act accordingly to a border in a map. You know? So I decided to work this from an artistic perspective. So what I did with all this information was to try to gather all the information from the field trips and also from the, some theoretical works that I have been reading uh, about the wetland and about the history of the place. And I started to make some layers of information that or categories of information in order to produce the artworks that are present now in the exhibition. So the artworks that I did try to order this information that I, that I gather. They, they can be divided in four different pieces. That one is uh, the diagrams, which are, well, big uh, watercolor paper with different traces of these pesticides and other materials from the wetland into this paper. These traces are made with, with these liquids that are these pesticides and this oxide and some soil and mud and clay and yeah, different materials that exist in the wetland with water and the traces left from these water powering in this paper became some sort of map or mind map of of the place so using these uh, dried traces of the water and other liquids that i already spoke about i put this information together in order yeah, to create a diagram that tries to explain a little bit this uh, layer of the of Costa Rica of the legislation and the laws and the creation of laws of conservation policies surrounding the the wetland in a sort of flowing timeline like that is the name of this first diagram so in this diagram or timeline you can perceive this yeah the the laws that were created also how the land changed through time like this uh, land use and land change land cover changed through time according to a study that I read and how the mangrove uh, was deforestated in certain periods or regained terrain in certain periods of time. This timeline, uh, this study is from 1948 to 2012. So there you can see, you can see how the mangrove uh, was changing. That is from one part. And on the other part of this flowing timeline was a little bit more the outside the wetland, but inside Costa Rica in this sociopolitical context of what was happening uh, in terms of uh, workers' rights and in terms of agri agricultural experience 
expansions also because Costa Rica has been historically a place where this monoculture expansions has have uh, been yeah have existed since the 19th century so the first one was coffee then uh, came the banana which is the plantation that is that historically dried up a piece of this wetland that I'm talking about to put these these plantations and then now we have also the pineapple and palm oil a palm of african palm uh, that produces this palm oil in monoculture in the present uh, moment of Costa Rica so the banana fruit or the united fruit company was like a departure point of the changing of this area because before the this United Fruit Company uh, came, this was all the area was complete wetland, and then they came and dried up uh, parts of the wetland to plant this uh, banana for export to the United States. So this in uh, this timeline is explained a little bit of this story, and also yeah, it explains how this changed the logic of this place in terms of also landscape. And in the other diagram, because there are two. It's more um, it's macro perspective in the sense that it doesn't talk about specifically of Costa Rica, but it talks about how capitalism in, in this new environmental crisis that, uh, that is happening right now tries to produce policies that aims to overcome this crisis in a way that also produces accumulation. So this is based on an article by Bram Bucher and Robert Fletcher. So this uh, is a, a article that is called Accumulation by Conservation, and they explain this, how the conservation policies have changed through time with the neoliberal development. They explain like a, a little bit of periodization of capitalism and how this capitalism has also changed the conservation strategy. It's really interesting because they come from the fortress conservation, which is more local, uh, more like closing an area and make it protected until the markets of, for example, carbon markets and stuff where you can supposedly con conservate or protect virtually from any place in the world from other places. So it becomes like an abstraction of nature, which they uh, make the critic that is complicated to... What they say is that these conservation policies produce that we don't think about other ways of dealing with this problem. So they obscure other possibilities of solving the problem of, uh, yeah, like the climate crisis and the environmental crisis that we are now. What they say about this way, new wave of conservation, these bonds and this stuff is that it becomes so abstract. Well, they are critical about this, this conservation model in the sense that it obscures other possibilities and also it denies how capitalism is uh, one of, or, and its way of production is the thing that has led us to this environmental crisis. So they say that this mode of conservation uh, by accumulate, or accumulation by conservation is just a way not only to obscure the, how the capitalistic system is the one who makes possible this crisis and also it uh, fakes uh, fakes solutions it's really interesting and complex but i try to to put all this information together in this in this uh, diagram some of this information is there and this is a vertical diagram so for the people to imagine it a little bit that is made also with the stresses of pesticides and plants and, and soil where you can see also how that the bottom part of this diagram becomes really accumulating these pesticides and these other materials so it's like a vertical diagram where the information comes from up to down also this two pieces are in relationship like the diagrams that i have talked about they they are like the dry trace of water and materials that, that i already explained that they are just powering powered into this paper but the main piece that is on the center 
is like the wet uh, traces or the traces that are being made in the moment with the water and these chemicals and these uh, other other liquids that I'm powering in the piece of the center. The piece that is in the center of the exhibition is uh, is an dura durational installation that is made of a big paper with the map of the wetland and the surrounding areas and uh, several conglomerates that the conglomerates are like small sculptures that I did with using different materials from the wetland that are fixed together, binded together. And I use this uh, geological term of conglomerate that is a stone that is made of other stones that is fixed with a binder. I use this idea of, of the fixing together to make these sculptures. And then, and then I decided to fix together different materials that are present in the wetland, like clay, soil, ropes, organic material that are from these monocultures, for example, pieces of banana peels or pieces of pineapple or pieces of palm or uh, things like this. So all are fixed together and the, the idea is that they are going to be unfixed with this water that is being powered twice a day by me. So the water... The idea is that it disrupts a little bit this conglomerate or this uh, block thinking because, as I said before in the beginning, like I perceive like land doesn't or water doesn't, water just flows uh, freely, pouring all these materials all around. So the idea is like they distribute, the water distributes the materials that are in the conglomerate all around the map again. A little bit to visualize that like water yeah, goes in and out completely free of what we can imagine in, in this um, block sense of, of the land. No? And also what well, these blocks are made in, in relationship with the, like the blocks or the plots of land that were used by the United Fruit Company when they cleared this area of the wetland and they produce these parcels of land that are really geometrical. So that's why I was using these geometrical square, semi-square, semi-rectangular pieces. I was, uh, I did this with a, like a, taking as a reference this map of the banana company or the United Fruit Company. So then uh, during the exhibition every day I powered water and this copper sulfate, which is the first pesticide that was used also by this company in the area and was also the first pesticide that was used in, in Costa Rica. So it was like the inaugural or the departing point of the pesticide use in the country. So for me this material is really important because it's like a symbol of the changes also of the agricultural use of, of, of chemicals uh, in the land and in the country. So I, I decided to use it because of this. So then, yeah, one of the liquids is with this pesticide. Uh, the other also is with oxide because these lands are really full of iron and oxide. Other also were liquefied plants. And I also used the pineapple juice because um, as a liquid also, just to give it the, like a circle with what at the end we end up consuming here in Germany or in, in other countries because these pineapples that are being uh, grown here in Costa Rica, they come to the export market, also with the, the bananas. So at the end, everything goes in this complex uh, yeah, circuit of products traveling. No? Uh, so that's why I use also this liquid. And you can see like the pieces, how slowly they become affected by the water and slowly destroyed and how all the materials that are in this paper start getting fixed together and start getting a little bit rotten also, a little bit decomposed. So it's a durational piece that, yeah, where you can, every day you go to the gallery, you see something different because it's slowly changing. So this piece 
of this uh, central installation talks about the present of what is happening or you can perceive what is happening with these traces of liquids and in the diagrams you can perceive the dry trace so that's why also these diagrams are more like the historical or like the explanation or more the yeah like the information that is behind of something that you can see that is happening in this moment with this small uh, installation in the center and the other piece that I have is uh, I call the, a small collection which is a small collection of objects that I have recovered from the wetland. Objects that are important in the sense that they symbolize certain things, for example, like the mangrove uh, seeds, which are really well, important in the ecosystem of the mangrove, uh, of, the, uh, of the wetland, and, and some other plants that are also part of the, of the wetland and, and have a, yeah, a specific situation. For example, I have this negraforra fern, that is like a fern that is autochthonous of this area, uh, of this wetland, but also has become like an invasive plant in the sense that it has overgrown because of deforestation that occurred in the 60s. So then this plant grew too much and this plant doesn't allow the mangrove to return to this area. So now there are like a lot of programs that are trying to destroy this fern to reclaim, like to replant mangrove in this area and it's a really strong work and it's a really complicated job for the biologists and the, the workers there in this project. And also I have a water lily which is also like a plant which was has overgrown also because of the fertilizers that are used in the palm industry because they don't use the palm doesn't use so many pesticides but they use a lot of fertilizer so it's like uh, also it's a, there is this overgrowing of this plant. Yeah like the fertilizers produces too much nitrogen in the water and therefore plants overgrow also like road growing big quantities. So in this collection, I have like some small uh, seeds and, and, and different materials from the wetland. And also I have some, because it's not only like a collection of things that I brought, but also a collection of things that I have done with this material. So I was uh, working like or playing with this idea of the pressure or pressing. And I, I make some exercising also in paper and also with mud and other materials to show a little bit uh, this visualization of pressing or the act of pressing things. So I was working with this and some of the objects are also these, these things made by myself. So it's not only like a collection of objects, but it's also a collection of my self-made objects with uh, some materials of the weapon. The last piece that is a small video, well, it's like five videos, five different videos about the about these travels, about these trips that I made. And in these videos, you can perceive camera in movement when you travel through the monocultures. So you can see the travel through the palm plantations. You can see the travel through the, the palm plantations by boat and the palm plantations by car. And you can also see the travel through the mangrove with the boat. And you can also see the travel through the pineapple monocultures. So it's a little bit to see how you, the eye perceives this monotonous landscape of uh, one palm after the other, after the other, after the other for kilometers. And also afterwards you see the pineapples kilometers after kilometers and etc. This is a little bit to see how there are all these things together in this area and for the people who, who are not there to, to, to see it a little bit from these videos so yeah and also in the place there are like position all the chemicals that i'm using and all the liquids that i'm using so the audience can see which uh, ingredients i'm using to produce this trace in the uh, central piece and which ingredients are used also in the diagrams that are on the wall this was great thank you so much for giving a 
audio tour to your very complex research-based uh, installation. So maybe actually if the listeners can go to Top FAO's website, we will update the images with the documentation so that they might see some images from the exhibition to complete this audio description by Diana. So lastly, we would like to ask Diana how she's gonna continue her artistic pathway. Yeah, well, I, I wanted to continue like uh, to working um, with these topics also like with this idea of chemical geographies and how chemicals are affecting everything uh, in different uh, landscapes or in different uh, places. And also how this nature is connected with society, like with the socio-nature, like start to understand the landscape, or in this case, the waterscape as a complex socio-political also and economical space, and not only nat nature as a division. No? So I, I, I want to work more with this relationship with the chemicals and how they affect and how they also speak about a way of production and a way of thinking, based on thinking, thinking the land. And that's why also the title of the exhibition is uh, with this Adrian Schrich poem. That is, if you think you can grasp me, think again. It's like a part of this poem of the, the, that is called Delta. And it's also how this idea of grasp something or grasp the land or utilize the land, like in this uh, extractive use uh, or extractive way, is really problematic and, and dangerous, you know, in a sense. And you, like, when we do this, we should rethink again of not doing it or doing it differently. No? So that's why I decided to use this title. And yeah, I want to continue on this path a little bit longer. Thank you so much, Tiana. Good luck with your next explorations. See you in the next episode. Thank you. Art Next Door Prepared by Tucha Era Art Next Door is a bi-weekly radio show on Keith FM.